0: The red and net show where it's always morning even in the afternoon i am your host Jay edgar and i'm joined on the other corner of the screen this time not by my regular wonderful co-host is elaine but john from the generational gap we had a little bit of an issue with uh home life over with uh elaine over there so john very very graciously agreed to step in in the last 20 minutes too so he's barely read the itinerary we've got a bunch of stuff to get to today and uh as per usual, he has no idea what's going on, but we will yes. somehow make this work. <laughs>
1: we're in my natural habitat right now, not knowing what's going on.
0: <laughs> uh, it, uh, it has been a day, and uh, we hope the best for Elaine, and we hope everything goes well with her. For whatever reason, my YouTube app won't pop on, but it uh, looks like I'm on over on Trovo here, so let me double check to make sure we're connected you, over uh, on YouTube.
1: I, w- I was going to call you out, but you uh, started a new link on YouTube, so I put it in the chat. Oh link in the chat to the new, uh, I
0: wonder how the hell I got a new link. Let me figure that out. Cause we want some, oh, we do have a monitor over there. All right, good. Well, we are, uh, perfect here then and ready to go. That was the last thing I wanted to check on here. But I can't stay checking on it for long because we do have a bunch of stuff to get to today and it's going to be, I think, a pretty packed show looking into this here. We've got uh, stimulus that just passed over the weekend, so we're going to talk a bit about what happened there and some of the fireworks that went along with that. H.R. 1 hit the news last week, and we'll talk a bit about what uh, happened with that, so what that means for people coming forward and what that means for the government in general, if this can go through on the other side of the, uh, on the other chamber of the uh, Congress, rather, so we'll talk a bit about that. Um, March 4th came and went, and surprise, surprise, (laughs) there was no inauguration on March 4th, so we'll talk a bit about what happened there, how that started, how that ended, and how they're going to shift the goalpost once again, so looking forward to that. Texas and Mississippi joined the ranks of free states this week, so we'll talk a bit about what happened there and some of the backlash with that as well, and uh, including a funny video from our current sitting president and uh, something that he said as well Lastly, we'll probably talk a bit about Dr. Seuss if we can find some time at the end of this here, but this is a pretty packed show as well, but uh, Dr. Seuss is no longer politically correct, so we'll talk just a bit about that, and it's going to be all of that and more over on what's hopefully your favorite couple hours of listening material, so thanks for checking us out, we are streaming live right now to YouTube, DLive, Twitch, Periscope, and uh, Facebook, you can go check us out over there, check us out over on Trovo as well, you can chat in any of the platforms, Except for Trovo, you can see everybody else is chatting there, so go ahead and live chat with us. Or if you can't catch us live, you can catch us back on demand over on YouTube and over on bitshoot.com as well. You can go pick up uh, our stuff as soon as it processes. It hits those platforms, and we get it back out for you guys. Check us out there. Or you can catch us back in the audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can take us on the go, or you can find us over on the Freedom Scoop Media Group, along with great shows such as The Generational Gap, The Daily Ignoramus, The Breakdown with Birkenhoff, and the R-rated conservative, come on over there, pick up some of our swag and help us support great creators. Now, usually I'd be asking Elaine about her day or how her week went. There, <laughs> a host of other questions here, but uh, you are not Elaine, and I'm not. some some people over here are new at this point too. So, uh, why don't you tell the new people a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm John. I am one half of the generational gap. Uh, so it's one of the ones that uh, Ed mentioned earlier, uh, mm-hmm. being on the first group uh what what do we call it? Uh, Freedom Scoop Scoop Media, Media group. group. Yeah, the medium group. Uh, yeah, so we have a lot of fun over there. Um we stream three times a week. Uh we do kind of Mondays are kind of our, you know, have fun laughing videos. And then Wednesday's kind of a news sort of deal and then Friday's like a deep dive into news and we have guests and stuff such as Ed. Sometimes Ed will drop by. Uh so it's a lot of fun. to us the, uh just listen or watch.
0: And of course, those of uh, you who paid attention <clears> to <throat> the audio platform will have heard three episodes back to back of bonus content that involved the generational gap because uh, I hosted the generational gap. Uh, that was way back in December, I think. I sat in for you and I sat and talked to yeah. Robert. And then I did the uh, Zoom bomb over the um, when we were talking about uh, GameStop. And then yeah. Elaine was just on last Friday as well, hanging out with you guys. Was it yeah, the past Friday had... or was it Friday before. Uh, I think it was no, Friday yeah, it before.
1: Wasn't... Yeah, it was Friday before. It wasn't this recent
0: Friday. Right. So, that's mm. uh, that's who's sitting over there, and uh, you guys will all go over and check out the filling the gap episode happening after this here. I do have a video yes. on deck for that too, by the way. You guys didn't play oh, it in the last one, so hopefully you guys okay. will pick it up by this time. Hopefully, my little matrix video from Old Guard YouTube. I think that's oh, going to be man. enjoyable. So, right, right, right. okay. So we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk then, and I'll be in the live chat for that there. But we uh, we do have to get to uh, some of the news here today. Looking okay. at this, Politico writes this week: Biden backs new war powers vote in Congress. White House says. So this has been a bit of an ongoing conversation between Elaine and I, and Congress has been pushing to try and make themselves the the aspect of government that makes war again. You know, we talked about. Possibly taking the nuclear codes away from Biden last week. We talked a bit about that. We talked about the serious strike. Well, now Congress is passing resolutions to try and pull that emergency authorization. uh, I believe it's authorization authorization of use of force is what they call it. Mm. Well, they're trying to pull it back away from him and he's all in on this. So uh, I don't know if I trust Congress. I know that Congress is supposed to be the one that's making war, but I do feel like there is a second angle to this. What do you think about this?
1: Um, yeah, it does seem like, it does seem like there's something, there is another angle being worked, because, I mean, it would seem like they would want him to have these powers still, and there's no real, it doesn't seem at least there's any real reason to take them away from him. Uh If it was Trump, I'm surprised, I, you know, I guess I'm not surprised I didn't try it during Trump, they couldn't, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to think. Uh I mean, I'm glad that something like that's happening. And am some kind of suspicious of the motivation.
0: Yeah, that's. I don't think anybody wants Biden to have those powers. I really don't. Right. But I don't want anyone to have those powers. Well, that's just, just it. That's yeah. I don't. I don't know if they have that same opinion about anybody else having those powers. So yeah. I don't know. That's what I have to say about that. So something else we'll keep watching, and you know, Congress will be the power. Uh, place that makes war again but hey we'll still be sitting back here at uh they're getting paid by raytheon anyway
1: right oh quest fanning is uh asking what my twitter handle is so i want to respond to that real quick uh it is the uh at the gen gap p or just the generational gap you'll find it i'm sure
0: yeah he doesn't have a solo one he just shares one with the old man
1: yep i just have the podcast twitter otherwise it wouldn't be on twitter if it wasn't for the podcast
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Georgia here for a second. Uh, Georgia GOP leaders who stood up to Trump back voting bills. This is coming from our friends across the pond over at the Independent. But it seems like uh, Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger are now going all in on making voter laws to try and shore up the elections going forward because they couldn't do that before this election. And hey, now we're talking about voter ID for mail-in voting and not signature match.
1: Sorry about that. I skipped. Uh, <laughs> I lagged like a little bit. What was the last thing you said?
0: I said, so uh, our friends over at the in the UK from the independents say Georgia GOP leaders who stood up to Trump back uh, voting bills now. So Brad Raffensberger and Brian Kemp have come together and said, okay, well, now that the election's over, we really need to shore up our election system, including, uh, hey, let's do some voter ID for mail-in vo- uh, ballots. And uh, mm. let's just shore all this up now, mysteriously, after the inauguration is over.
1: Right. Yeah. No. I mean, that makes sense. Um,
0: yeah. I, just that any
1: kind of election stuff is really, really just. I don't know. It's really tricky. I don't trust any of it. Like any kind. Anytime someone's making a move to either to fortify the election, just. I don't know. It all seems like it's just a way to help them get their people elected, whether it's on the you know the GOP or the Democrats.
0: Well, yeah. Like, I mean, anything. Just, changing election laws that really is trying it's a power grab especially at any of this but i guess the problem i have with this is why couldn't we do this for the 2020 election i mean there were two that the entire country was laser focused on right and of course the the great phone call that everyone thought that trump was going to get impeached over again before the Capitol riot happened too that was something else to sit back and watch yeah Speaking of the Donald, Trump sends cease and desist letters to GOP campaign committees. So basically this turned around and it looks like uh, certain, certain people that are getting ready to gear up for campaigning for either election or re-election coming up for 2022 have been using Trump's name in their campaign advertisements. And hmm. uh, he's not real happy about this, especially considering the fact that we had people like uh, Lisa Murkowski and Liz Cheney, who voted to impeach and remove so yeah i would probably be saying the same thing yeah the, the, okay i just want the people the people that i that i approve of i want them to be the ones that are going in and doing this and not uh, i don't want everybody using my name okay
1: <laughs> i mean that is kind of how branding works and that's what he's a master of is branding
0: it's branding amazing. and marketing it's amazing to me that he. I mean, he's branding for himself now. He's branding the GOP. I mean, you might as well just put a neon Trump sign on top of the GOP headquarters at this point.
1: Well, there. I mean, there is kind of a rift now, uh, more so than there was while he was president. There so? is kind of a well. There's a rift in like the GOP of people who are trying to keep their jobs and uh, trying to kind of distance themselves from him. And then there, obviously, there's the you know diehard uh trump supporters in the gop so um, there's like a tiny bit of a rift there i think
0: well we will definitely be watching that and seeing where that goes That's definitely going to be one to see uh speaking of trump trump has also promised to travel mm-hmm. to alaska and campaign against lisa murkowski directly because she is one of the only people who voted for the impeachment at mm. this ta- uh, past time that is also up for re-election in 2022
1: Wait. So, is he running for what? Like, governor? oh, he's
0: he's not running uh, against her. He's just oh, okay. going to he's going to be the one that he, he's going to try and be kingmaker again. So he's going to go up to Alaska uh, and back whoever tries to primary Lisa Murkowski. Gotcha.
1: Nice. <laughs> very. It's very Trump. It's a very very Trump move.
0: For Sure. <laughs> well, I'm waiting to see what the campaign ads look like, and they should probably be starting right about i uh, us see how far are we into the new term now. What two months? So the campaign ad yeah, should be yeah. happening right about, I don't know, now. Right about a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be uh, watching that one going forward here. Uh, Andy Cuomo is back in the news, and oh, I didn't yeah. feel I didn't feel it necessary to actually have this as a full topic. I debated this having this as a full topic this week, but this has been talked to death, and nobody wants to pay attention to the fact that. Uh, He's uh, killed grandma a thousand times over in the nursing homes, and nobody wants to talk about that. But they do want to talk about who he tried to shtup and how it happened here. And (laughs) two more women have come forward at this point. What is that, 53 now? Something like that? It's five. He's he's had five uh, accusers at this point. Uh, It looks like. Not
1: so bad. He might
0: get the high score soon. Who knows? No, Trump has the high score. 70,000 women have come forward and accused him of sexual assault. No, it's, it's actually he every
1: admitted woman. It. What's that? It's actually every, every woman. <laughs> he sexually assaulted every woman just by uh, becoming president. As soon as he did that, just all of them sexually
0: assaulted. And not just in this Chan. country, worldwide. Worldwide, yeah, all of them. So it looks like... Um, One of them came out and said that she was feeling like just a skirt. The article says who they were. Um, Karen Hinton was one of them. She was a former press aide to Andrew Cuomo. And a current, uh, let's see, who's the other one? Uh, Anna Liss is a policy and operations aide who worked for the governor from 2013 to 2015 and said that he'd behaved inappropriately while on the job in Albany. Which, once again, we're sitting here. All of a sudden, we have a reason to not talk about what happened in the nursing homes. Right. Right.
1: You're just putting forward a bunch of people, a bunch of claims that can't be substantiated. But we're just going to forget about the number of dead elderly at the hands, uh, almost directly, like almost as directly as you can get without being direct- well, directly. Well, Andrew Cuomo's, you know, hands. Yeah. I just I don't
0: know. <laughs> well, the other thing that yeah. goes along with this too, and I mean it's four of these women I actually do have a problem with him doing this too. Four out of the five. Not I well, I've got a problem with all of them because all of them were young <laughs> enough to be his daughter, but uh I mean four out of these women there's actually a problem with because they were directly working for him and that's creepy as shit. But the other one is like he's he was at a wedding and he shot his fucking shot. Oh yeah. <laughs> He came up and said, "Hey, I want to kiss you." And she said, yes, Ew, haven't no. really been paying
1: much attention to. What's that? And that was it. Oh, that was it. That's all that happened. I haven't really been following like these accusers, you know, yeah. details and stuff. I'm just like, "Oh, another one, and then you know keep scrolling.
0: Yeah, so, no, one of them it, the four of them worked for him, but the last one was just some lady at a wedding and he saw him and was like, "Hey, I want to kiss you, okay? You're going to kiss me, hmm. all right? This is what it's going to be. And she said, ew, no. And that was the end of it.
1: Huh. Yeah, see, that's what happens when they get more and more of them. You mm-hmm. know, they become... Like, I guess, I don't want really, to really sound insensitive, but less and less of a big deal, you know, over time. I think, I think the best, that's the best way I can put it.
0: Well, and the other uh, point that I had from this from the first time, and I mean, is if you elect the mob boss from the mask, you can't sit back <laughs> and wonder why you have corruption. Tell hey, me he doesn't I, look like that. I'm starting to think this Bob <laughs> Boss guy. not such a good guy, after all.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, though. He does. Yeah.
0: <laughs> On the other side of the aisle, now uh, the news media is trying to pull this against Republicans here. Madison Cawthorn from North Carolina is now under fire because apparently he was having some problems in college where he would take a girl out and uh, take her for a drive, and then he'd make a move on her, and she'd get pissed, and then he'd get pissed and drive her back at a very, very high rate of speed. What's interesting about this, so just reading from CNN here, Representative Madison Cawthorn is facing allegations of sexual harassment and misconduct by several women who say he put them in uncomfortable situations when he was a college student. And that's the kicker of it right there. This wasn't while he was in congress this wasn't while he was the boss it was while he was in college
1: (laughs) so you mean he's had a couple of bad dates is what it sounds like
0: that's what it sounds like and he had no power everything and that's that's a stark contrast between the cuomo thing because cuomo i mean even with the wedding woman he's still he's in a position of power at that point like i can forgive the i can forgive the wedding woman thing but he's in a position of power at this point Cawthorn yeah. just had a couple of bad dates and now they're coming forward and saying, this is horrible. And once again, it's just like with Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're trying to crucify him for something that he did while he was out yeah. of office.
1: Right. Yeah, that's so dumb. Like the, uh, you know, with the, with the uh, what they put in uh, he put them in uncomfortable positions. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's called having a bad date. That's called like learning how to date. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're young and you're just trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. Like Sometimes it's, sometimes it's awkward as hell, you know? I don't know. I mean, that going to be perfect. You can't be, you know, you shouldn't be dragged to the mud because you suck at eating when you're in college.
0: Yeah, and I mean, um, the other side of this, uh, I will give it to the fact that they're not going back and going 20 years back to uh, try and dig something up from this dude's past, but also keep in mind that uh, this dude is only 25 years old. So this only oh, so happened this a few like, years ago.
1: Oh, okay. But still, I mean... But, but still, like, yeah. That's was, what he stands, yeah.
0: When when this was happening, and with him getting elected, this was between him and the people of North Carolina. If he'd have done this while in office, it would have been between him and the GOP. But this is this is something that the, uh, the Democrats of North Carolina or the primary challengers of North Carolina should have looked at and said, okay, here's what happened here. Let's do this before he gets elected. Once again, just like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Ah, let's see. Joy Reid got in the news this week. Because she came out and put a tweet out that said, and I quote, I'll say it again, people on the right would trade all the tax cuts for the ability to openly say the N-word like in the good old days.
2: To them, (laughs) not being
0: able to be openly racist and discriminatory without consequence is oppression. Trump is the avatar for this freedom. And she rightly got raked over the
1: coals for this. So hang on a second. Yeah, because hang on. Do we have a guarantee that would have come out of Trump using the N word? Like on video, in audio? Like, as is, I don't think there is, right? I don't think there is any of that.
0: No, I don't think so
1: either. However, we do have Biden saying it, even if it is like a slip, you know? (laughs) It's (laughs) at least closer than Trump was is saying it. I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's all that openly racist then. I mean, he ate a taco bowl on <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, what was it? Uh, Cinco de Mayo. Right? Yeah. He ate the taco bowl at Trump Tower.
0: Well, and this... <laughs> so
1: there you go. It's <laughs> so stupid, this whole thing. like Everyone's racist. Everyone's doing this. Oh, um,
0: You're a big taxation like stuff understand. kind of guy, though, too. So i got to ask you this question. As a person yeah. who looks for tax cuts, would you trade your tax cuts for the ability to say the N-word without dot consequence? Would you, John? Would you trade no. that? No. Uh, That's stupid.
1: <laughs> like, no. If I wanted to say it, I would say it. I just I don't say it generally anymore.
0: All right. <laughs> right. Um, got to talk just a bit about uh, – Covid here for a second. Let me get the video up for this. Uh, where, is where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There it is. So Microsoft is coming out with a uh, a daily pass, as per se, and let's hear what they have to say about this. Let's uh, let's hear them try to sell this. Oops, wrong one. This is the one I want to play with.
2: Our scientists tell us there are three things we must do to stay safe. Wear masks, make sure we social distance, and wash our hands. And now, your school, with the help of Microsoft Corporation, has created another. Introducing Daily Pass, your exclusive ticket for safely going back to school. Each week, you can schedule your free on-campus COVID test. The results are displayed in your Daily Pass. And if you choose to take your test off campus, you can post the results in your daily pass. And the moment vaccinations are available, you'll simply be able to schedule yours through your daily pass. But the real magic is your daily health check. Just answer a few simple health questions every day, and like magic, your entrance ticket appears.
3: Welcome back.
4: Welcome
0: to school. So, how did it go? So, there's nothing about that that screams Orwellian. Not at all, no. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: uh, we're never going to go back to any kind of normal are we
0: D- We'll define what normal is because i mean we've been hearing about what the new normal is for quite a while
1: right that's what i'm saying the old normal i mean the old normal being able to see all of someone's face in public you know so we're not getting a, a mini burka on our face
0: well, not to mention that. Now, Microsoft wants access to all your medical records. Mm-hmm. And they want access to when you've been tested, where you've been tested, how you got tested.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we don't know. First of all, we don't have any privacy anymore. Like, I'm, I'm sure Microsoft could have that information if they wanted it. No. There's some kind of fuckery. I don't know. but <laughs> No. But yeah, I mean, we just don't have any kind of privacy at all whatsoever.
0: Microsoft is pure and innocent and they would never do anything wrong. Of
1: oh my god. You remember uh you remember Yasmin, right? From my Discord server? Yes. Yeah. He actually said uh he was one of those like eat the rich types. Yeah, I know. And he was saying, uh, you know, Bill Gates is fine. He can survive. He's allowed to live. <laughs> Apparently. So he's 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 the good one, I guess. I mean, he really is a hero to them, which I don't understand, but they hate Elon Musk. So I, I don't know.
0: And the guy's got no medical degree either. That's what just drives me nuts about this. He's got, he he is not a doctor. He knows nothing about medicine. He knows how to make computers cheap enough and easy enough that they can put the operating system in everybody's house. But other than that, oh, and video game systems, apparently. Other than that, yeah. I mean, he's outright a population control kind of guy and Nobody else seems yeah. sees a problem with this. So, yeah. it's nice that I have you here this week instead uh-huh. of anybody else that comes along because you, like Elaine, are a student of history.
5: Yes. Enjoy.
1: So,
0: you, we'll remember uh, this past week we talked about the girl with the big boobs that uh, sang the You Are Racist song, which I subjected Elaine to with a lot of humor. <laughs> Well, she made her rounds again, except uh, somebody decided to make a rebuttal to her video as she was going. So let's have a listen to what that sounded like.
2: So Lincoln did not free the slaves.
4: Everyone, listen to Jesus, me. take the wheel. I'm just trying to eat my pizza rolls. History is uncomfortable. It's not designed to make you feel good. It just is. Lincoln was a Republican. The Republican party was founded in opposition to the Kansas Nebraska act, which expanded slavery into that territory. This is fact, whether you like it or not, Lincoln was anti-slavery from childhood. Lincoln being the first Republican president and Southern Democrats knowing the Republican platform was anti-slavery man, didn't even get inaugurated good before they started seceding. They knew he was coming for slavery and come for slavery. He did. The Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves, and the Union Army delivered the message. The last two states to free slaves, Kentucky and Delaware, they did it with the 13th Amendment, which was 1865. Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves, the 13th Amendment made it permanent. Lincoln righted or wrong, yes. Lincoln freed the slaves, like, that's just history, I'm sorry. If you're gonna be a white savior, make sure you get a white hood to match.
2: So, Lincoln-
0: So, walk us through this, student of history. Um...
1: There are some things that she's not exactly right about. She's not far off. Um, So Lincoln was not all that opposed to slavery necessarily. Uh, He was uh, like morally himself, he was, but he wasn't like coming for slavery. That wasn't his intention. His intention was to keep the union together. Okay. To stop those slave states from seceding. Um, and the problem had been going on for a long time before he came around, uh, where the new states that were being added in the West, it was like, one would be a free state and the other one would be a slave state. Mm -hmm. Like that was kind of the compromise that they could come up with. Um, and you got to remember, I haven't like, (laughs) it's been a while since I've looked at this topic. I'm just kind of going off memory. Um, I know that he also said if he could, uh, in like during the war, he said, if I could end this war without uh, freeing a single slave, I would do it. Uh, he also said if I could do it, you know, freeing all the slaves, I would do it. Um, that was basically his, his, showing his intention to just doing whatever needs to happen to keep the Union together. So it wasn't even necessarily that he's going after slaves, like I said, you know, he just wanted to keep the Union together. And uh, the Emancipation Proclamation didn't free a single slave, it was more of just a, um, it was kind of a, like a political move that needed to be done at, at the time it was a symbolic gesture in order to keep France from coming in on the side of the uh, Confederacy because they were about to at the time.
0: Okay.
1: Wow. And so him putting the uh, Emancipation Proclamation out there uh, stopped them from being able to do that from a moral standpoint because then that shows them supporting slavery when the continent had uh, gotten rid of slavery, I believe, 50 or 50 to 100 years before... Uh, we did it here in America, so it was more—it's more of a political move, maneuver. It had nothing to do with this is the right thing to do.
0: Right? Well, regardless, the woman was coming out and trying to say that Lincoln didn't free the slaves at all, and you know she right. got herself shut down on that, which I think was good and possibly needed. We got to keep going. Right. right. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. Um, going yeah. back to the St. George riots here. Get ready because we're going to start seeing that pop up here uh, from KTLA 5, Minneapolis courthouse prepping with wire concrete barriers ahead of officer's trial and George Floyd's death. <laughs> so they're putting the walls up. They're putting the fencing up. They're putting the concrete up because uh, I think they know how this one's going to turn out.
1: Yeah, it is getting warmer out there, right? So it's uh, it's about to be riot season again. You know, once it kind of warms up a bit, you're not freezing your asses off every night.
0: Yeah, it was 60 degrees here, so...
1: Yeah, so it's right season again, boys.
0: <laughs> do you think they'll actually okay. come on and do something? It's not an election year, keep in mind. Yeah, BLM I d- it tends not to show up when it's not an election year. I don't know. Can if... you say it again? I said it. Like, BLM uh... tends not to show up when it's not an election year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's true. Um, yeah, That's true. The only thing I've been seeing recently is uh, Portland is still kind of burning and rioting every night, which is odd. Not, I don't even know what they're doing anymore. It's just like, oh, look, Portland's on fire. Cool. <laughs> yes, keep scrolling. <laughs> it's just typical of Portland.
0: And so. keep scrolling, we will. Going back to a little bit of the student history. <laughs> From the Hill, Commissioner's task with scrubbing Confederate, uh, Confederate base names sworn in at the first meeting. So they've actually named the people who are going to get rid of the, the Confederate names on all the Army bases at this point. Uh, Members of a congressionally mandated commission tasked with planning on how to rename Confederate-named military bases were sworn in Tuesday at the group's first meeting, the Army said. And in the picture at the front of the article, Fort Bragg is the first one on the chopping block.
5: Oh, that's the
1: home of the infantry, man. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: gonna be doing that?
0: (laughs) Well, it's still gonna be probably the home of the infantry. They're just gonna call it something else, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 I know. Um, and a little bit it's of actually kind of cool. Go
1: ahead. As you know, I went to. Uh, just want to do a quick aside, quick anecdote. Um, as you know, I just got back from Charleston, South Carolina, uh, recently,
5: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, we got to take a little uh, private book tour because a family friend of mine owns a little boat out there in the harbor. So we were able to go around with him, and uh, we went by uh, Fort Pinckney, and apparently they, they there's these guys. Uh, I forget what he called them. There's some kind of group uh like sons of the confederacy or some shit like that like i'm sure they're considered some like super far right group when really they're just a bunch of old dudes who dress up and get drunk on the weekend But uh they 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 constantly fly this flag uh they change and they change like what flags are flying above fort pinckney mm-hmm. and uh, when we went there it was uh the second uh confederate flag uh the stainless banner it was like the uh the Virginia battle flag that everyone knows up in the corner, and then mm-hmm. the rest of it was just white. It was really cool to see, like, these old-ass flags flying. It was really cool.
0: Yeah.
1: I got a picture of it somewhere. I'll have to send it somewhere.
0: We'll have to take a look. Um, and just in case you haven't gotten enough of Kaylee McKennedy, she is back mm-hmm. in the news once again because she is officially joining the Fox News family. Oh, really? Huzzahs are in order. Do you think she's going to take There's her binder somewhere. with her?
1: <laughs> she can't go anywhere without it what do you mean? of
0: course <laughs> yeah so uh, Harris Faulkner made the announcement this past week that yes Kayla McKinney is going to be a Fox News correspondent I just think it would be completely poetic I, I'm pretty sure she's going to do something in studio right now but I think it would be absolutely poetic if she was the Fox News White House correspondent oh my god that would
1: be amazing <laughs> yes <laughs> do it that would be awesome
0: McKinnon versus oh. Pisaki
1: oh my god that would be amazing Yes. <laughs> yes, I'll do, pay, I'll, pay, I'll do pay-per-view for that. I'll do it. I don't care. Put it behind a paywall, I'll pay it.
0: <laughs> So, speaking of the White House and coming from Fox News, the White House cut virtual event feed after Biden says he's happy to take questions from House Democrats. Let's have a listen to what that sounded like. I'm going to get back in my video tab, get that up and open, and let's have a listen.
3: Thank you, thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance. Whatever you want me to do.
0: And... Fade out. Yeah. Like, nope. <laughs> nope. We're not taking questions right now. You can't be on camera for I'm this. Because <laughs> you're going to say stupid shit, and stupid shit <laughs> he is going to say. Great.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like his favorite thing. It's his favorite pastime, just saying stupid shit. Like it's like, it's as if he just kind of starts talking and expects his brain to fill in the rest. And then it just doesn't, it just kind of like, you know, tries to find words like, oh shit, we're supposed to be talking right now. Just quick, throw all the words out, just throw them (laughs) out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. I got one more from Fox News here because that was like half my lightning round today. Uh, Remember the controversy over the CPAC stage?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, the stupid Nazi symbol. Or Nazi symbol.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's actually probably local news for you, so you got to see a lot of this. Well, <laughs> it turns out that uh, the company that put that up was a major MSNBC and Democrat donor.
5: Ooh.
0: So yeah. an online conspiracy theory that the stage at last weekend's Conservative Political Action Conference was designed in the shape of a Nazi symbol has been disproved by the uh, political affiliation of the company that built it. I don't know if it was disproved or not, but, uh... Yeah. Over the past several days, social media users sought to disparage the conference by comparing the design of the main stage to an obscure Nazi symbol known as the Odell rune. Design Foundry told the Jewish newspaper The Forward on Tuesday that the design was intended to provide the best use of space, given the constraints of the ballroom and social distancing requirements, and was approved by the American Conservative Union CPAC's organizers. And then it turns out... Go ahead. I was just going to say, that's
1: that like German uh, German efficiency, right? Just the most <laughs> oh, space possible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maximizing the space on the stage, man. That's all it was.
0: <laughs> I do find it funny that this controversy came out and happened, that they were able to, well, they, they designed the stage that it was, and it turned out that the people who designed the stage turned out to be uh, left-wing donors. And Well, first off, why the hell would you hire a company if you're at CPAC that's been donating to MSNBC.
1: Because they're all donating to each other. It's all the same shit. (laughs) It's all the same stuff.
0: But I I find it interesting, the fact that this stage was apparently designed in the shape of a Nazi rune, (laughs) and then people knew about it within seconds of it being unveiled. Yeah, there's
1: no one that's a better expert on Nazis than the left, I'm telling you. They know everything about them.
0: Yeah, I obsessed, even. I mean... When I first heard about this, well, somebody called in on the call-in show and asked me about this. I looked at the rune, and this is supposed to be this very, very well-known Nazi symbol. I had never seen the fucking thing before. Nope. Ever. Um, I mean, someone
1: in the chat saying it's uh, they wore it on their collars, but I mean, I don't. I guess I never looked close enough to
0: see. I don't know. Yeah, I had I never know. seen that symbol before ever. No. In my it life. It Sounds
1: like from the name, it sounds like some kind of uh, like Nordic rune.
0: It was, it was, uh, that's exactly what it was, Yeah. but apparently, like I said, it was completely well-known, and everybody knew exactly what this was, except for the fact that nobody knew what the hell this was. (laughs) Right. Oh, Uh, man. All right, I got one more here. We're going to talk about, uh, old Cocaine Mitch, because, uh, (laughs) I was kind of hoping for Elaine's input on this one here, because she's got a plan for Kentucky, but, uh, We'll have to work with what we have here because McConnell is now working with the Kentucky legislature to change the laws on how a midterm senator would be appointed should the senator not be able to be uh, fulfill his term. So as of right now, if McConnell were to have to retire or pass away in the middle of his term, then the task of replacing him would fall to Democrat Andy Bashir. Mm. Per... Kentucky state law because hmm. it's um, that's not something that happens on the federal level that's how the states handle how they do that basically is how sure. that works so I hope so. I mean in my state the legislature picks automatically but uh, in Kentucky yeah. the governor picks hmm. so with that being said now sitting here McConnell is not doing well he's old he's had polio and I don't know if he believes that he's gonna make it to 2026 so he's been working now with the legislature to try and get the law changed so that the legislature is the one that picks and i think according to this article he's actually looking at trying to make it so that the state gop picks not the legislature itself which means that he essentially gets to hand pick his replacement pretty
1: good deal from from his perspective you know
0: i was gonna say what do you have to say about that
1: um i don't know uh not terribly concerned with it um i mean it's kentucky they can they can you know handle their state stuff however they want
0: kentucky's gonna do what kentucky's gonna do right i know elaine was uh, fairly excited for the prospect of uh mcconnell being voted out and then Rand paul winds up being the senior senator from kentucky and then thomas massey switching and running for the house and becoming the junior senator then you have two liberty-minded Republicans in that the GOP. That would be pretty great. I love like both of those guys. So, yeah,
1: yeah that would be pretty cool. I'm down.
0: All right. That's all that I have for the beginning of the show. we got to talk a little bit about H.R. 1, but I'm going to take a second and check with the live chat here and see what these guys have to say. Yes. Uh, let's see. Unsatiables here. How do we block the stimulus bill? Well, you can't. And we'll talk about that in just a bit. Um, Chilaga is here over on the YouTube side. Quest Fanning is here. Um, we covered your Twitter handle. Saint says, I still think this is a bad cover for mass murder. Yes, yes it is. Uh, Quest says, so you have an invasive test on a regular basis. Terrible for your health. Yes, yes you do. Yeah. Normal wasn't that good to begin with. Fuck it, fuck it with an ice pick. Also says Quest Fanning. Yeah. Um, Edward Ridzone says because they hear population control and they don't think it includes themselves. Right. Um, Quest says the overemphasis on the importance of the union as opposed to the uh, splinter, going about things poorly, gas given fuel to this day to fools who think secession, ten a states rights etc are racist.
1: well yeah. Yeah, of course, states right. somehow that's racist for states to have rights. I don't know.
0: Uh, BLM never gives the money to deserving-ish. They don't get listed to Dems in non-election years. Yeah, I know there's another one. I didn't put it in the uh, notes today, but uh, I know it looks like uh, Michael Brown's father is demanding the money from BLM, saying that they owe him like $20 million.
1: (laughs) He ain't getting that.
0: Yeah. Um, apparently it's not an obscure symbol. They wore it on the collars, but, you know, I'd never seen it before, so.
1: Nope. Like I said, I probably wasn't paying attention enough to the uniform, I guess. I I mean, I don't know. I'm not as obsessed with the left with, as Nazis, or with Nazis yeah. so, I don't
0: know. <laughs> um, Spartan says, who is the greatest politician in office, and why is it? Republican Representative Paul Gosar. Yeah, that was another one that went along with the uh, debate for the stimulus was a uh, to cut all the spending out of the stimulus and give everybody $10,000 for stimulus. Not because he actually wants to give away $10,000 just to show how little of that money is actually going to the American people.
1: Right. That's a good idea.
0: All right. So we got to talk about HR one here for a second. Have you, are you familiar with HR one at all? Uh, Which one is that? Um, HR one is the for the people (laughs) act of 2021. I've got the summary here, and this bill is like 8,000 pages. Of course it is. I actually, I've got the text of it in front of me here. This bill is huge. It's massive. So, and I mean, I don't know who believes that they're actually going to sit back and read all of this in a day, but uh, we'll talk just a bit about here. I'll read you the summary for HR1, and let me tell you what you think. So, this is introduced in the House on 1-4 of 2021. For the People's Act of 2021, this bill addresses voter access, election integrity, and security, campaign finance, and ethics for the three branches of government. Specifically, the bill expands voter registration, e.g. automatic and same-day registration, and voting access, e.g. vote-by-mail and early voting. It also limits removing voters from voter rolls. The bill requires states to establish independent redistricting commissions to carry out congressional redistricting you know what independent is. Additionally, the bill sets forth provisions related to election security, including sharing intelligence information with state officials supporting states in securing their election systems, developing a national strategy to protect the U.S. democratic institutions, establishing in the legislative branch the National Commission to protect U.S. democratic institutions, and other provisions to improve the cybersecurity of the election systems. Further, the bill addresses campaign finance, including expanding the prohibition on campaign spending by foreign nationals, requiring additional disclosure of campaign-related fundraising and spending, requiring additional disclaimers regarding certain political advertising, and establishing an alternative campaign funding system for certain federal offices. Two more paragraphs, hold with me. The bill addresses (laughs) ethics in all three branches of government, including by requiring a code of conduct for Supreme Court justices prohibiting members of the House from serving on the board of a for-profit entity in establishing additional conflict of interest and ethics provisions for federal employees and the White House. The bill requires the President, the Vice President, and certain candidates for those offices to disclose 10 years of tax returns. That's the summary. Yeah.
1: So, already, fuck this bill. Uh, (laughs) Firstly, for it being...
0: Eight. what did you say it was eight hundred pages long? Yeah, it's no, it's thousands of pages long. Oh, Wait. eight thousand pages long. It is just absolute yeah.
1: So yeah, I already fucked that. Uh secondly, I've already, you know, said I don't trust any of these election laws that are being passed. There's eight thousand pages of election laws. That's what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, that's what it is, uh, some of the things that are going along with this. And I have already started reading and digging through some of this. Um, oh. They are attempting to make voter ID illegal.
1: Oh, that's nice, yeah. Uh,
0: that is Section 631, I believe. Let me double-check that. I still, don't, I, still,
1: I still don't understand why voting ID is somehow voting voter suppression. Have like well, to show ID. I don't. I, I don't know.
0: Well, because people who aren't white have no way of knowing how to get IDs, apparently. Oh, that's right. I
1: forgot. The Democrats think they're fucking idiots. I forgot about that. Like they're just stupid. They don't know how to get online to get in line for the vaccine.
0: Yeah, I forgot. Oh yes, that's a completely different issue. <laughs> That's a completely different (laughs) issue come from these people. Yeah, that's uh, um, a lot of this and reading this, of course, a lot of this is federalizing the election system, which is expressly prohibited by Section um, uh, Article 2, not Section 2, Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution. A lot of this that's in here fails on the same way. Which, I mean, it's thankful for that, too, because that's the same reason that uh, Republicans can't get their dream wish list of having national voter ID passed by the Congress, because it's unconstitutional. The Supreme Court looked at it and said, Article 2, Section 1, that's bullshit, get rid of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What was interesting, this though, is the bill requires the president and the vice president and certain candidates for those offices to disclose ten years of tax returns, but nothing about Congress people. Did you notice that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're the ones <laughs> they're the ones passing the bill, I mean, they got to be safe. They're not supposed to be the ones with the microscope, right? Just the ones that we don't like.
0: Yeah, apparently. So, uh, I want to talk just a bit about uh, what NBC has to say about this. The House passes sweeping voting rights ethics bill. Uh, The House on Wednesday passed the For the People Act, a sweeping bill that seeks to change campaign finance. Voting and ethics laws, the bill would expand access to the ballot box by creating automatic voter registration. of course, this is NBC, so this is in the best and floweriest language that they have available. Would expand access to the ballot box by creating automatic voter registration across the country. So... As soon as you're 16, you start getting registered to vote, so you're ready to go by the next time through, so they can mail you that ballot and then you can just fill it out and mail it back or have your parents fill it out okay. and
1: mail it back. And... Okay, so, hang on. so you don't get the ballot? because I, I did see that. I thought it was that they actually officially lowered the age to vote. No. They,
0: no, they have not okay. officially lowered the age.
1: Okay, that's what I was saying about it. And I was just like, well, that's also awesome. That's fucking dumb. Right. <laughs> like,
0: you can register okay. when you're 16, <laughs> okay. but you can't vote. But that way you've got your address in there and ready to go. So, you know, once you get up to the table, you just call up and say, Hey, my name is John Smith and I'm registered to vote. So give me my ballot.
5: Yeah.
0: Especially right. given the fact that they're trying to get rid of voter ID too, because what's on your hey. ID?
1: Yeah. Your name, your address, on well, your uh, voter registration. Stuff.
0: Um, the bill would also restore the voting rights of the formerly incarcerated expanding early voting and modernizing America's voting systems uh, the House measure passed 220-210 to 210, with one Democrat joining all Republicans on voting against it uh, other things that are in this, it would strengthen the oversight of political lobbying and campaign finance by preventing members of Congress from serving on corporate boards but they'll still get their kickbacks, don't worry about that And this is now like I said, they're they're only getting to this now, trying to get this passed, but this was priority number one. So this was something that they wanted right out of the gate off of this. This is something that they considered mm-hmm. to be the most important thing to them is getting this up here, getting this done, and getting this done in the way that they want it. Right. So what what's your take on this? Um uh, I mean... This bill. I
1: don't know what else to say. Really, I, the, the whole thing just sounds terrible. I mean, it it just sounds like they're trying to make it so that it's easier to commit or fraud than ever before. It's like you know, they're trying to make it easier for themselves. You know, um, I'm like, I guess I shouldn't make any accusations on your ship. Yeah, you know, I won't do that. Um, Let's say that, you know, hypothetically, in a video game, there might be one particular party that likes to commit voter fraud. Um, It seems like it would make it a lot easier for them to do so, if they should choose to do so in the future. Not that they have before, ever before, never ever. Maybe they will in the future, who knows?
0: Well, I mean, I know that the 2020 election was completely above board and nothing bad happened. Wink, wink, Hong Kong. Yes, safest and most secure election ever, which is why
1: we had to make it even more safe and secure for the future.
0: But it's it's the federalizing of this, the bringing this up to the federal government level, and you know I I count on the
5: yeah
0: I count on the Supreme Court to keep this from going through if this would ever pass. But the other side of this is the filibuster is still in place, so this has no chance in the Senate. Yeah. But also consider the wording of this. What is the bill called? Yeah, the For the People Act. The For the People Act. Well, guess what? Every Republican in the Senate voted against the bill that is for the people. How do you feel about that John Hugh public citizen
5: <laughs>
0: uh,
1: they they're not, they're against the people. Those damn Republicans are they they hate the people they're they're racist against the people,
0: and they're fascists. Uh, am I doing it right? I think I'm doing it right. I think you're doing it right. <laughs> But in addition to this now, Biden got up on his little soapbox here, uh, also reading from NBC. Let the people vote. Biden signs executive order to expand voting access. Uh, President Joe Biden signed an executive order on Sunday calling on federal agencies to expand voting access as part of his administration's efforts to promote and defend the right uh, to vote for all Americans who are legally entitled to participate in elections. It's the responsibility of the federal government to expand access to and education about voter registration and election information and to combat misinformation in uh, in order, rather, to enable all eligible Americans to participate in our democracy, the order read. Which, when I read that this morning on Contemporary, I read it in the Joe Biden voice, and then at the end of that paragraph, I realized that there's no way that Joe Biden knows anything about what the fuck is in this bill.
1: No, there's no way.
0: (laughs) What they did is they took it, oh. the executive order, and they put it in front of them, and they handed them mm-hmm. the pen and said, Here grandpa, sign this here. Just sign. Good, good.
1: And then took it back <laughs> away yeah, from Yeah, Exactly him. what happened. Yeah, of course. That's all you're gonna do with them, right? Uh, you know, as Pelosi said, you know, you say open Biden. You know, instead of open sesame, we say open Biden
0: and uh, we get what we move on. <laughs> Well, and I mean, on this too, this is, the Congress is stymied at this point. They're not going to get jack shit done. We'll talk a little bit about uh, what happened with the the stimulus and what they tried to do with the $15 an hour minimum wage on top of this. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, Congress is stuck. They can't do a goddamn thing right now unless they try to sell it to the Republicans off something, which is how the government should be. You know, your 50 plus one in the Senate shouldn't be Shouldn't ever be a thing. You should you should always at least try to sell it to the opposing party. Now, of course, if your party has taken 60 votes, 60 seats in the Senate, that's a different story. And yeah, you're going to run free rein reign, but you're going to be in lockstep with the large majority of the country anyway by that point. So if you've got 60 seats in the Senate, a very large swath of the country is on your side. Yeah. But once again, this uh, this goes right along with the fact that this does, this can't pass the Supreme Court.
1: I don't know. I don't know. It's really it, whether it can or not. Right, that shouldn't be a thing. It Should not be up to the Supreme Court to stop bad uh, legislation from happening. Like they, I mean, I get that they obviously their job is to you know uh, make rulings on constitutionality get that but seems like they're more of a tool to be used as opposed to you know an actual important institution
0: in the united states well there's that too but there is the fact and i do see i given the fact that congress is stymied right now i do see a lot of this as being the big ask so they can come back and grandstand about the fact that hey we introduced this here and the evil party that was out of power blocked it what are you going to do about this american people which that comes straight out of the art of the deal yeah so dude we gotta fix your internet man
1: oh i know it's it's bad especially bad today
0: you get a couple seconds in and all of a sudden you blink out for a half a second
1: i know it's pissing me off too
0: we'll have to get a really really long string and just tie two cans to it to see if we can finish this out. There you go. <laughs> so, that's what's going on as far as HR1 goes, but this weekend as well, the stimulus passed the House and the Senate. It's gone back to the House for a final review at this point. Uh reading from CNBC, the Senate passes 1.9 trillion dollar COVID relief bill. House Democrats plan final approval on Tuesday. So, by tomorrow this goes out of the House, it goes to Joe Biden. Was no idea what's going on, and we go to thirty trillion dollars in debt. Now, one of the things that goes along with uh, with this bill here is the fact that yes, this is uh, about ninety-one percent going to corporate donors. There's only nine percent of what's in this bill is actually going to um, COVID relief here, and the Congressional Budget Office actually is trying to put out a, a piece of propaganda to tell us what they want us to think is going on in this bill uh let's get that up here and talk about this and then we'll do a little bit of the math to go along with this and you know i can show how this is bullshit just the numbers that they're trying to put off of this but also keep in mind the fact that the information is out there my senator ron johnson forced a reading of the bill on the senate floor yes so anybody who has the time to sit back and watch c-span has the chance to know what's actually in this bill versus what uh, what the Congressional Budget Office wants you to believe it is. Now, we have up on the screen here a chart, and this is in the show notes for if you want to go scroll down to the bottom and you can check that out. But what we've got up on the screen here is a chart that's showing what the CBO tells you that all of this is going for. Now, I'm not going to go through every ounce of this and try to tell you exactly where this is actually going based against the bill. But I do want to point out, because this is the easiest one to show numerically, the $1,400 checks is the biggest portion of the pie as far as this goes. And it calls for the fact that that's going to cost the bill $424 billion. And I looked at that. uh, I saw this on Sunday. I looked at this and I said, you know, that seems really high, given the fact that Congress and Biden came together and cut the eligibility of the amount of people who are eligible for the checks i wonder how much it's actually going to cost to give every man woman and child in this country a 1400 dollars check and i did the math i got the calculator out and i i assumed the population at 330 million which it's uh slightly below i think it's 326 and some change i think is what we're at right now but i did the math for yeah. 330 million people at 1400 dollars and that comes out to 462 billion dollars but it's going to cost them $424 billion to give a $1,400 check to everybody who makes under $75,000 a year. Something doesn't math here.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, there's something, I don't know. We saw that extra money going.
0: Hmm. Hmm. And especially once yeah, again, I'm like... trying to
1: look at the chart. What's that? I said I was trying to look at the chart.
0: If you take those damn sunglasses see. off, you'll be able to see it better.
1: That's never <laughs> sun never sets in Coolsville, right?
0: But yeah, that's that's what I have from this here. I mean, if if I'm wrong, fact check me. Tell me what uh what you see from this. I uh, don't know. I mean, I don't think
1: you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong at all. But vaccinations and healthcare at one hundred one hundred and seventy six billion.
0: Yeah, that seems excessive too.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Is that not, uh, is that for like single payer or
5: something
1: to sneak that in? I don't know. But
0: um, yeah, like I said, just given the fact that there's only not even, was it $40 billion difference between a $1,400 check to every man, woman, and child in this country and the people who are eligible to get them off of this. Yeah. That sets off a lot of big red flags to me. And this is coming <laughs> yeah. from somebody who didn't sit down and watch all six hours <clears> of this getting read on the floor. Just doing a little right. bit of basic simple math from this.
1: Yeah, but I mean, most people aren't going to do that. Even the basic simple math, they're just going to take whatever they're told and be like, oh, okay, that must be the, the truth. You know, that must be the, the case, whatever it is. So. Uh,
0: well... With that too, the uh, the Washington Post put out this article today to talk about how they feel about the fact that this is happening here. So to reading from them, Biden stimulus showers money on Americans, sharply cutting oh poverty in refining moves of uh, presidency. Holy fuck. Did you see, uh, I
1: quote tweeted that. And I was like, yeah, this is what propaganda looks like. Because <laughs> that is just straight up propaganda. It's um, like uh it's like in I think it was nineteen eighty four. Yeah, when the um last year the chocolate rations were twenty-five grams per family. Uh this year they doubled to the fifteen grams. <laughs> <Like it>
5: is... <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just to read the language of this article too, President Biden's stimulus package, which passed the Senate on Saturday, represents one of the most generous expansions of aid to the poor in recent history, while also showering two hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> An extra two hundred—that was the difference. Well, also sho-
1: dictatorship—it's
0: <laughs> two we'll also showering thousands, or in some cases tens of thousands of dollars, on American families navigating the coronavirus pandemic. The roughly one point nine trillion dollar American Rescue Plan, which only Democrats supported, spends <laughs> most of the money on low and income middle class Americans and state and local governments, with very little funding going towards companies. Hey, make sure that you spend that check in a place that. Uh, is run by one of our rich donor buddies like walmart or something mm-hmm. like that well, In some places that's the only place you can go yeah because everything else is shut down yeah god bless florida man i'm telling
1: you which is awesome right now
0: <laughs> the plan is one of the largest federal responses to downturn or um, to a downturn congress has enacted and economists estimate it will boost growth this year to the highest level in decades and reduce the number of Americans living in poverty by a third. This Mm -hmm. round of aid enjoys wide support across the country, polls show, and it's likely to be felt quickly by low- and moderate-income Americans who stand to receive not just larger checks than before, but money from expanded tax credits. That I actually can get behind if it was actually in the bill. Right. Particularly geared towards parent, enhanced unemployment, rental assistance, food aid, and health insurance subsidies. I can't read any more of this. I'm going to puke.
1: Yeah, why don't we just, like, not... Why don't we just let people work? How about that? Let people open their businesses. You know? This this is a novel thought, right?
0: Yeah, dude, I can't believe how much stuff is shut down in the city that's closest to me right now, either. Like, I just... I drive down the main dragon. It's like, oh, that restaurant's closed. Hi, that yeah. Mama Pot Shop is closed. Oh, man, I wanted to go there for a cigar. What the fuck? <clears throat> yeah, like I said, thank God
1: for Florida. We opened up pretty early compared to most, and uh, we've been doing all right.
0: I don't remember you ever being closed down there.
1: Um, We definitely were for the first two weeks, uh, you know, two weeks or 15 days to flatten the curve or whatever. We absolutely 100% did that. Uh. And then, I don't know, it was months. It was a couple of months where you couldn't couldn't go into a restaurant um, or a bar. And then they ended up uh, closing the bars later on. They reopened them and then closed them again
0: Mm -hmm.
1: for, like, a month. And then that was it. We've been open completely ever since.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, Mm -hmm. I went down there and everything was wide open when I was down there. And that was in June. Yeah. Yeah, we were already
1: open by the time you came down, yeah.
0: I do remember Fantastic. the uh, I remember the conversation when we checked into the Airbnb though on how uh on how they cleaned and sanitized everything and there's nothing to worry about and everything has been going over with bleach seven times and I'm like we don't care. <laughs> we're in our thirties, yeah. we don't care.
1: Yeah, exactly. We also probably drank enough alcohol to where there were any
0: corona germs in <laughs> us because we're gone.
5: So
0: <laughs> take care of that. I've never done contemporary with a whiskey buzz except for that morning. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, this is... I mean, to read this article, you're just sitting here waiting to hear and the heavens opened up and Joe Biden's ancient hands came down and gave away prosperity to the masses. And the manna fell from the sky. Right,
1: the manna fell from the sky, yeah. then uh and then biden you know fed an entire crowd with two loaves of bread and a fish or whatever whatever it was there's two
0: fish and five loaves of bread that's what it was Yeah, yeah yeah i do want to go over a different proposal though and this one actually this is coming from a democrat out of arizona but i can actually get behind this one this is This is probably the best way to address what's going on with this here. So to read from AZ Central right now, um, Representative Greg Stanton introduces bill to help keep renters' evictions during COVID-19 off credit record. Um, Renters struggling during the pandemic could get help in keeping evictions off their credit records under legislation introduced in Congress by Representative Greg Stanton of Arizona. Uh, This is H.R. 1594, the COVID-19 Eviction Consumer Report Fairness Act, would require all credit and reporting groups to exclude from uh, consumer credit reports evictions, any information related to evictions, or any proceedings seeking evictions between March 13th of 2020 and 120 days after President Biden terminates the national emergency.
1: What 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 do you think the chances are that he's actually going to overturn state of emergency are we in a state of state of emergency or the the, emer- the emergency whatever whatever it was called what do you think the chances of that are I should say that.
0: Uh, eventually it's going to have to happen because people are starting to get pissed at this point eventually people are going to come together get ready hmm. to call convention of hmm. states
1: not i don't know man i mean there's enough there's enough supporters for it and obviously the media is completely one hundred percent behind it. Um, I mean, it's just like assholes like me and you who are not for it, you know. And obviously the people in, the, in your chat as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but like, I mean, what are we though? Like, who cares what we have to say? See. And they already have. They already have the national guard in DC. Like, what? what like, what are you gonna do?
0: yeah we'll talk a bit about that in uh, just a second but i mean eventually this is going to get old this is going to get to the point where they can't do this optically anymore and i hope so as much of a vegetable as joe biden is he does have a skilled political apparatus sitting behind him yeah and they do know what to do with optics and how optics work so there is a chance Mm. that this will actually get done but I, wanna, I, I do want to focus on this, though, because this is actually... Like I said, I think this is a good idea. It may not be popular among more liberty-minded people who just say, let the free market decide, but because the government has come down and taken a lot of people's jobs away from them and crashed the economy to the point that it's crashed it... Yeah. If you want to go out after the commie fucking coup is over... And go try your hand at a different job. But you've got that eviction hanging over your head. You're either limited to places that are shady and fly by night.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Or whatever's within driving distance of mom and dad. You're screwed otherwise. Yeah. So I do. I like the idea. I think it. I think this is a good compromise. Between just going out full on socialized housing and open it back up and let the free market decide.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it does. I get why it has appeal and I don't necessarily like not support it. Like, you know, maybe I'll support out of necessity. I will, you know, maybe I'll support it. It's just, once again, you know, government needing more power to solve a a problem that government caused in the first place. And it's, and it's just repeating that cycle over and over again.
0: Well, and I understand that, but the genie's also out of the bottle at this yeah. point. You can't no, put the genie yeah. back in. Right. So now we have no, to set back and move forward you. with uh, with what we're doing.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm agreeing with it. It's just it, it's just unfortunate is all. Yeah. The steps that you have to.
0: I would absolutely prefer that all of this never, ever have happened in the, uh, to begin with. Right. Hey, you remember that rider that they tried to put onto the stimulus bill?
1: <laughs> Wait, which one?
0: The $15 an hour minimum wage. Oh, right, right, right.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, that yeah, went yeah. down in flames. So we're, last we left this story, the parliamentarian came together and voted to say that no, this is not able to be done by budget reconciliation. This is illegal. As people came together to try and figure out a way to uh get around that and See if they could both to keep this back in. Eight Democrats defected in the Senate <laughs> to vote to keep the $15 an hour minimum wage in. Oh, wow. So that proposal was defeated 58 to 42. It's done. If they want to do the $15 an hour minimum wage, it's got to be a standalone bill, and they've got to sell it to 10 Republicans at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, problem is, like, uh, at least for me, I I don't know. Florida already uh, put fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage. Like, it's already passed it. It's gonna be law. Like, already is law. So, um, but it, it's like an overtime. I think it's over. Uh, I think it took like over five years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's gonna you know. It's not at least it's not immediate. But we're already fucked anyway uh, for that. But. What I don't understand is why, why we have to do this federally. Like people are saying, oh, you know, people can't live on the federal minimum wage. Said, okay, well, what about their state's minimum wage? I actually looked it up. Mm-hmm. There's only two states that have uh, a minimum wage less than the federal one. Uh, that's Wyoming and New Jersey. I believe it's New Jersey.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which I'm not sure that that's legal, right? So don't they have to have it be the federal minimum wage?
0: See, I'm not sure how that works either. That's uh, that is interesting. New Jersey surprised yeah. me a little bit though, because New Jersey is a, a very high cost of living state. I actually thought it would be higher than the federal.
1: Let me make sure, but uh, I I was pretty sure it was. I know I know Wyoming is the other one, but
0: uh, I know in Wisconsin we are at the federal minimum wage. But I mean, 15 bucks an hour here is a lot of fucking money too. Like, you're getting into at fifteen bucks an hour, you're getting into a nice place unless you're living in one of the major cities. Right. If you live in yeah, Milwaukee fifteen here is pretty good. Yeah. If you live in Milwaukee or Madison, then yeah. Oh, uh, Georgia. That- Sorry, it's Georgia. It is Georgia. Georgia okay. and Wyoming.
1: Georgia and Wyoming are both five fifteen an hour as a minimum wage. Uh, Who are subject to the? Oh wait. Over employees in Georgia and Wyoming who are subject to the Fair Labor Standards Act must still pay seven twenty-five federal minimum wage. So I don't know what the Fair Labor Standards Act is, but I imagine it affects most employees.
0: I believe it's an act that makes fair labor standard. Right,
1: <laughs> fair enough. If only it were that simple. We're talking about government. Here. <laughs> Very
0: good point. <laughs> um, one of the notable things about this uh, this particular. Proposal was the people who opposed it. So let me see if I can get back to the list here. I had it up here. The people, the Democrats who opposed this, were Manchin, obviously, John Tester of Montana, Jean uh, Shaheen rather of New Hampshire, Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire, all voted against this, and also Chris Coons and Tom Carper. Finishing that out was Senator Angus King of Maine, who's an independent, who's not a Democrat. But he caucuses with them. So he's not a Democrat, right. but he plays one on TV. Right. <laughs> and the the big one that came out of this was the fact that the left absolutely melted down at the way that Cinema decided that she was going to go and vote for oh, this. So God. let's have a look at this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Miss
0: Cinema, Miss Cinema. Gladiator style. Oh, She's that, that little like, that little, like you know, bent her knees a little bit. She's like,
1: yeah. You know, she really stuck her thumb in there. She's like.
0: <laughs> Apparently, she was eating cake too, but I didn't see that.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. So she not you like the Mariachita thing? Which, of course, that didn't happen. But you know.
0: Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake.
1: Yeah, she was supposed to have... Right. Yeah, which also, which, like I said, that didn't happen. <laughs> it was just propaganda.
0: What do you think about that, uh, that little display, though? <laughs> I think she knew
1: exactly what she was doing. She knew that those people were going to melt down from her doing that. Like, she did that for a reason. You know?
0: Ah. Uh, uh, so... Uh, everybody's favorite progressive got into the news talking about this as well. So, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez went on Uh, Mehdi Kassan's MSNBC show to talk about the minimum wage and decided to say that, hey, the moderates are lucky that we're only asking for $15. let us have a listen to what that sounded like. Mm -hmm. You've heard this already, haven't you? Yeah. (laughs)
2: Listen, I think that um, if... Any not just Senator Manchin, but any person who thinks that a $15 minimum wage is the crazy socialist agenda is living in a dystopian capitalist nightmare. And we should not prop that up. We should not continue that. People are sleeping in their cars. They can't afford baby formula. There are basic goods that people can't afford to live on, on $7.25. It is deeply, deeply shameful uh, that we are even having this conversation because when you take the minimum wage from several decades ago and you actually account for inflation and productivity gains to today, it should be $24 an hour. So we need other Democrats to understand how deep of a compromise $15 an hour is. And by the way, This bill has a multi-year phase-in as well, so even if we pass this to progressives' discontent, by the way, um, we are talking about a multi-year phase-in, which will, you know, really chip away even more. So, fifteen.
0: Here, that fifteen dollars an hour is a compromise.
1: Yeah, I know. So again, this this is extremely dishonest messaging, right? Like I said, there are only two states that have a minimum wage less than the federal, which means that every other state, 48 others, have it higher than the minimum wage, or at least at, I don't think any of them are at the minimum wage. But before, um, I know before Florida uh, went up to 15, which it hasn't done yet. But I think before that it was like 8.50 or something like that, like 8.50 55, like that, which here is really good for when you're in high school you know, and you're working a part time job, that's a decent wage. Um, my first job that I ever had at 17 was uh, $8 an hour as well, and under the table, which is nice too. But <laughs> I didn't pay any taxes on it. But, uh,
0: I wouldn't admit to that on on a live stream. Oh, it's, that was a long time ago, man.
1: <laughs> that, that business is closed. It's, been long, it's long gone. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, but my, my point, here, though, is that, like, I don't know anywhere where you're making seven twenty five an hour. Like most businesses will start you off at like eight and that's considered low, like real, real low. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know, you're probationary, like, okay, first ninety days you're on probation, you know, uh, here's eight dollars an hour, here's eight fifty. You know, then once you once you get past it, you know, we'll bump you up a dollar or two, you know. That's usually what happens, as far as I know. Well, that's that's what happened to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just like the luckiest person ever, I guess. I don't know. But I no, don't. I don't. Never met anyone making seven twenty-five an hour. Not even a sixteen-year-old in high school.
0: All right. Well, that's what I have on the stimulus here. Of course, it's going to go through. It's going to get passed, and you're going to get your check. And I'm going to go snip, snip, snip with mine.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. I want to check in with the live chat here a little bit? Then we're going to talk a bit about March fourth. So, let's uh let's see what they have to say over here. Wow, they've been uh, going a little bit nuts here, which is fine. (laughs) Oh, uh, while you
1: do that, I'm going to hit the bathroom.
0: Okay. Let's see, where did we go? Who's supposed to be democratic? We want the demos, the mob. Spartan says, $10,000, let's go. Spartan says, UBI, $10,000 per year, let's go. That's what she said. Everyone gets $100,000 per year. Quest Fanning says, it'd be lovely if the House and Senate rules slowed in time for reading the bills before a vote. Probably more impactful than any actual law we've seen in decades. Argus Tolian likes it, but he seems to be progressive. But that's okay. We like progressives here. We like having the conversation. We don't want to just sit here and sit in an echo chamber. So absolutely come on in here. Um, Quest says the 10 a year figure uh, was a figure derived from excluding the most porkage. Fifth of the $1.9 trillion bill. Uh, just making the entirety of the debt we got uh, we get to be paid in a check. Wow, I can really read today. The ID issue is the soft racism a low of expectations. Argus says, if you're a person living out uh, in rural, far out county, you might not have the means of acquiring an ID. Really? I grew up in rural, far out county. And I had a driver's license immediately as soon as uh, I was 16. Nephilim says, unless it's a recall erection, then it requires ID, Gavin Newsom. Quest says, if anything, it'd be impacting different races in a reverse direction.
5: Hmm.
0: Quest says, voter fraud doesn't exist. Yes. It's racist to think that. Yep, everything was a board. Wink, wink, honk, honk. Yep. Argus Tolian says, Biden is a master. Argus says, Biden is a master politician, 47 years of success, and toppled the toxic tangerine.
5: <laughs>
1: that's true. Yeah, they, they weren't even that clever. The, the media wasn't that clever with his nickname. That's a good nickname for Trump. Toxic Tangerine? Sounds like a, like a superhero villain. You know? It's kind of cool. They had like Cheeto in Chief and stuff like that. Well, they
0: also can't meme. Keep that in mind. It's true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's that's the best meme name that, that that I've seen for Trump. I like that. Quest says your IP is almost <laughs> yeah. as bad as his. <laughs> yeah. It is. Apparently, everything think- that we're doing here is lies, because Argus Tolian can't follow this kind of lies. Oh, no. Well, Sorry. Thanks for stopping by and giving me the view. <laughs>
1: yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to lie. I thought it was telling the truth.
0: Uh, Spartan <laughs> says, I could fund... Uh, let's see. Spartan says they would be better off giving me the $424 billion. I could fund our host campaign for president with that. J. Edgar and Ignoramus 2024. Quest says Biden gives golden showers for American families. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Spartan says give people UBI of two hundred dollars per month. No UBI. Hundred
1: thousand a year UBI for everyone.
0: Spartan also says restaurants are kind of pointless. Get the females back in the kitchen so they can cook for us.
1: Yes, uh you saw Burger King's uh announcement earlier today, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I saw something on that in Discord, but uh I didn't put it, it up. was in... stupid. It was
1: uh the Burger King UK tweeted out uh women belong in the kitchen and then like subtweeted uh, you know, don't work for us because we have all these programs for women. Like it was kinda like a you know they grabbed your attention with the first tweet and then, you know, made their case for why they want more women working in their restaurants. But, of course, you know, people took it as, uh, you know, they, they, they're being misogynistic and think that women should be, like, first of all, advocating against themselves, right? <laughs> they, they think that the, the Burger Kings going like, don't come to Burger King. and no, no. Get your woman in the kitchen and make her make you a sandwich instead of letting us make you a sandwich. <laughs>
5: Doesn't
1: make any sense. That's clearly not what they were doing can' King did nothing, Ron.
0: Um, Ron Helton says, I already joined the Convention of States. So far, there are only 15 states. We need 34 to call a convention. Ohio- uh, Oklahoma is set up for a renewal again this year, taking forever. Oh, man. Is Florida in it? I don't know. I don't know. Check. That's the first time hearing about it. Check and see if yeah, Wisconsin's in it, too. Probably not, because we have that cuck-fucking-evers. <laughs> uh, Spartan says, China ended the opium dens with brutal force. Quest says, I'm so glad they didn't keep the 15 Well, that's that's the thing that goes along with that, is the fact that, like, cinema's actually still up for the $15 an hour, but she wants it to be debated as a single-line item instead of trying to force it in as a rider for the budget. Ron says, all the minimum wage does is raise all the prices. Okay. Doesn't oh, help. Florida is. In...
1: Sorry about that. Florida is in uh, the condition oh. of States. Hell yeah, but uh, no, Wisconsin is not.
0: Yeah, I didn't think so. Quest says, I'm going to go check Steven's stream. Have a good night. See most of your contemporary in the morning. Well, thank you. We'll see see you you in the morning. Uh, Ron is asking if Elaine was on earlier. Was she busy? She had a family emergency pop up 20 minutes before showtime. So we got this all taken care of. That was the best you could
1: get in 20 minutes.
0: You're actually my first (laughs) call, so. Oh, yay. (laughs) Uh, Ron says, AOC is the same moron who killed Amazon Jobs in New York City. She is a goofball. Please shut her up. Alaska minimum wage is 10 34 an hour. Most jobs pay more than that. The cost of living is really high there. costs a lot to ship items there. And you're also supposed to bring back some brews for Ron and Spartan. I was supposed to? Yeah. Bring back From some where? brews, John. From where?
1: I don't, no, know. I don't know. Am I going somewhere?
0: Well, you went to the can, <laughs> so. Oh,
1: very right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fair. I did not bring any beers back, though. Sorry. I didn't see your message until now.
0: Uh, Spartan says, if I wanted to destroy an enemy country, I would fund feminism in it. Yeah.
1: It's a very good one.
0: Uh, Ron Helton will get the last word before we circle back and says, Mark Meckler is the head of COS. He has also been recently appointed as the head of Parlay.
1: Ooh. All right. Did not know that.
0: So we've got to talk just a bit about, uh, what happened this week with, uh, the Capitol and everything that goes along with that. So first and foremost, the FBI went out on a fishing expedition, and they found that uh, right before the Capitol riots, a member of the Proud Boys had a phone call with a member of the White House. Now, no names have been given, no details of the call have been given, just all that they have right now, or at least all that they're going to tell us, is the fact that the phone call was connected. And this comes as a result mm-hmm. of the FBI searching to see if any members of Congress had called any of the rioters to make sure that uh, they had the members of Congress hadn't planned this. So uh, yeah, there's, there's the call, but we know nothing about this.
1: Yeah. Sources say, just like those pesky studies, you know, there's always a new study that suggests the things that I like. (laughs) These sources seem to (laughs) confirm all of my biases. It's So strange.
0: But yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to go too into depth with that one, but it fit with the theme of what we were talking about here. Um, Eric Swalwell right now is suing Trump and close allies over the Capitol riot in a second major insurrection lawsuit. So the atomic fart is going after Don, <laughs> Don Jr., uh, Giuliani, and Mo Brooks in like a that. in a lawsuit. The atomic fart. The atomic it. fart.
1: He was just moving his coffee mug across the desk, man. Come on, it wasn't... Oh, no, that was a straight-up riff. (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry. (laughs) Continue. It's far too funny.
0: Well, I want to... Well, what do you think about the fact that uh, this lawsuit's coming up off of this? I don't think anything's going to happen. It's just, like, every other time...
1: They try to nail him with something. It's, like...
0: It's just symbolic. The thing that I don't understand is why they're not taking this in front of a grand jury. It's not going to do anything. There's, nothing's going to happen. It's not going to stick? That's where you're going with that? I right. I think you're right. but Yeah.
1: So that's why well, they don't need it to work. They just need to do go through the motions of it. You know, that's all they need, so that they can justify gaining more power. Now, now we can pass laws that hold the president more accountable. Now we can, you know, accountable. Holding the president accountable would be actually
0: Well, I mean, uh if you want yeah, to talk about think. but I mean like holding him accountable. <laughs> if uh, if you want to talk Sorry, about going through I the motions lying. that uh we'll just have Swalwell talk to uh Fang, Fang and see what motions he's gone through with our... <laughs>
1: Yes, Eric will But
0: indeed. I I do have to say though, the thing with this is I mean, this is where this belongs though. This they tried to do this through the government means. They tried to do this through an impeachment, not because they had something for the impeachment, and I think we kind of knew that that was the case, mm-hmm. but just because of the fact that that was a court that they can control.
1: Right.
0: That's what I think that the impeachment was. I don't know for sure, but that's that's what I see from the impeachment is the fact that it was a court that they could control. So, you know, this this should be done as a private citizen. That's what this should have been from the start. Trump is a private citizen, as of January twentieth. Right. So if they want to throw something, throw the lawsuit there. See what see what they have to say. I'm interested to see that.
1: I mean getting anything to stick on Trump right now would be first of all it's a waste of time. Although I get like it's symbolic for them. They need, you know, they need to look like they're trying to pursue him. You know, I get that.
0: But do you remember uh, this? Oh, I mean, yeah, it's
1: just a waste of time. It's a, it's a waste of money. Oh, no, was just, I was just saying, you know, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of money and all for nothing other than, you know, they can go back to their base and say, well, we tried to get the orange man. But as usual, the orange man was bad and didn't let us get him.
0: Well, I guess we got to talk about the big news of the week, though. That's the fact that there was a massive riot on the 4th and Trump ascended <laughs> as the new president because yeah, he was inaugurated in on there. the real... Oh, wait. None of that actually
5: happened.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. You have a lot to say about that. Go ahead. I'm at the fourth. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm back. So, firstly, that was never a thing. That was never going to happen. Like, And this is what I was... Uh, I was telling my girlfriend this a little while ago because she's not really into like, the whole politics things. So she had heard about that and was like, you know, what do you think is going to happen there? And I was like, okay, I'm in, like, most of these circles, you know, that would be talking about an event like this, and there was nothing. Like, there was no talk of, like, you know, hey, guys, if you're planning on doing something, you know, be careful, or, you know, don't do this. Um, There was no one even saying, you know, if you're planning on going, don't do it. It's not the right thing to do. There was nothing. Absolutely zero talk of it. I think it was completely made up. I don't think there was ever any kind of plan to, you know, to do anything on that day. I think it was just 100% made up by the media to justify the continued military occupation of DC. And that's why they switched it to now it's March 20th. I think now. Yes. Next, so, time, next thing it's going to be, you know, May 15th. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just going to continue on so we can continue to militarily occupy DC.
0: Well, I mean, you're absolutely right on that, too, because we are sitting at, they're talking, uh, the Newsweek reports that yes, March 20th is really when they're going to go and do all of this. So just wait. We have to sit in the Capitol a little bit longer.
1: Yeah. Something ridiculous. It doesn't, it's, not, it's not real. None of this shit is real. They're acting like they're, they're acting like a paranoid, you know? Someone's coming after them all the time. It's just, no one's coming after you. No one's no one's gonna do anything. They're done. Like there's no revolutionary potential in the right. It's not happening. Like it's just not going to happen.
0: One of the big ones that popped up for this, and uh I wanted to put and I've got the picture up on the screen, was that uh Al Green decided on the fourth that after ever because the Capitol building was evacuated. They got everybody out of there because they knew full well that this right. revolution was coming. But they're like three dudes standing outside. like <laughs> No, it was just one. Al Green. One dish. Al no, Green. No, okay, El yeah, yeah. <laughs> Green is sending a message to the QAnon and right-wing extremist threats by sitting on the Capitol steps on Thursday, the date authorities warned militia groups were potentially planning another breach of the building. I want to make a statement to let the people know who, those who would threaten those of us who cherish the freedom that we have here, that we refuse to allow those threats to negate our freedom. Who? <laughs> Not only that, and this this was the oh, thing. Who was doing anything? This was the thing that went along with this as well, with uh, Al Green sitting out here on the Capitol steps. Yes, they show him on, in front of the pillar, sitting up on the steps. What they don't show you is the miles of razor wire fence and National Guard people that are standing up against the fucking fence. Yeah. He doesn't have shit to worry about while he's sitting there.
1: Right. Of course,
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it's all fucking ridiculous, man. Now, it's, if, just,
1: it's fucking clown world.
0: <laughs> if he did this on January 6th, I'd call him a brave soul for coming out and standing up for what he believes in. Sure, yeah. Yeah, sure. But given the fact, the situation of what actually did happen, first and foremost, and the fact that there's that much National Guard presence and fencing out there, he's just a fucking boob sitting on a step. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wonder
1: if he was one of the ones that was cowering. You know, on the on the floor you know, on the, on the sixth. I wonder if he, I wonder if he was one of them that was doing that. I don't know. But <laughs> he you was know, certainly safe on uh yeah, he was certainly safe on the fourth year.
0: You know what the best part of this whole thing is too? Pull the picture up and zoom in. He's sitting all alone outside on the Capitol step wearing his fucking mask. <laughs> of course he is well you know he's got his uh he's got the, the
1: security close to him you know just in case something does happen so he's got a you know he's got a mask up right the security is less than six feet away oh <laughs> i don't know
0: <laughs>
1: but, but yeah no i mean he's got to be pictured with the mask on you can't you know can't take a picture with it off come on
0: it's just oh my god dude. Just, this is the kind of dumbest timeline
1: it really is. It was so great back in like two thousand sixteen. It was the best timeline. Somewhere we've lost, uh, we've lost our way.
0: <laughs> so, since you get to live in one of these free states, tell me about. Uh, right. Tell me about Florida. Texas and Mississippi.
1: Uh, what about Mississippi? I know. What's going
0: on? What, what in particular? What are we talking about? It wasn't just Texas that freed up. Mississippi's free too now. So, to read from, I didn't uh, know that. I knew Texas was. Yeah, to read from NBC, Texas and Mississippi to lift mask mandates and roll back COVID restrictions.
1: Mm. Yeah, uh, good for them. Um, people are fucking dumb. Like, Florida is open, but most stores require you to wear a mask to go inside. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine that, right? Living it up to the businesses and they, them doing the thing that, they, that you want them to do anyway without you having to put a gun to their head. It's pretty fucking crazy, right? that people will still do what is in their best interest at least what they think is in their best interest regardless of the gun to their head or not it's pretty insane
0: it is just a little bit again? insane there but uh <laughs> yeah texas and mississippi joined uh south dakota florida and a handful of other states and you know they have no more mask mandate they're able to open back up for 100 business and the left mm-hmm. lost their fucking minds over this right Including this tweet that uh, our friend Britt decided to quote, tweet, and comment on. Let me get that one up here. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: There it is. Derek Enson tweets out, On this hashtag Texas Independence Day, we tell Governor Abbott, Come and take it with a picture of the mask. Oh,
5: yes.
1: (laughs) Dude, I mean, no one's coming for your mask, dude. Right? We just want common sense mask control.
5: (laughs) Uh, That's (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Yeah, come and take it. Dude, (laughs) that's not... (laughs) This
1: is the cringiest, most soy-filled comment I've ever heard in my entire life. That is... (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. Nobody I forgot uh, about that one. <laughs> that's the best part. Well, and I mean, you think of this from the left point of view, the fact that they they want to enforce what they believe on you at gunpoint and you don't have the freedom, you have to fall in the line. But dude, if you want to wear before Wisconsin had the mask mandate in place, I saw tons of people wearing a mask. If you want to wear a mask? Yeah. Wear a fucking mask. If yes, some, I get to make some... fun of you for it, but still <laughs> right
1: from the leftist point of view though everything is at gunpoint Mm
5: -hmm.
1: so that means that either you have to wear a mask at gunpoint or you're not allowed to wear a mask at gunpoint there's no such thing as freedom of choice you don't get to make a choice you either must wear a mask or must not wear a mask
0: (laughs) what about my body my choice
1: no you don't get a choice the only choice you get is if you want an abortion that's it. Otherwise, you don't get a choice when it comes to your own body.
5: Uh, so fucking god,
1: The hypocrisy pisses me off, and it pisses me off even more that they don't care. They'll openly acknowledge hypocrisy and just not care. It pisses me off so much. <laughs>
0: oh, man. <Dude. laughs> Seriously. And I mean... When I had the sinus infection developed last week. <laughs> it
5: I, hurts. It physically hurts. I don't,
1: when okay. I had
0: my sinus infection <laughs> not pop up last week, I was actually a little bit more sympathetic to it, to the people around me, and I did wear the mask. Sure. Because I had a little bit of an infection going on that was respiratory. It wasn't COVID. Although I wouldn't know because I didn't get tested because I don't want them to have my DNA. But still, <laughs> at that point, it, it is common courtesy. Sure. But to these people, it's not common courtesy. It's just do what we fucking tell you to right especially when it comes to biden so let's listen to what he had to say from this one message to texas and mississippi texas and mississippi i think it's a big mistake
3: look i hope everybody's realized by now these masks make a difference we are on the cusp of being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease because of the way in which we're able to get vaccines in people's arms. We've been able to move that all the way up to the end of May to have enough for every American to get every adult American to get a shot. And the last thing, the last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that, in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. It still matters. I carry a card to me. I don't have it. I put it on my desk. As of last- as of yesterday, we had lost 511,874 Americans. We're going to lose thousands more. This will not occur. We'll not have everybody vaccinated until sometime in the summer. We have the vaccine to do it. You're getting a shot in someone's arm, and getting a second shot. You're going to take time. And it's critical, 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 critical that they follow the science. Wash your hands hot water do it frequently wear a mask and stay socially distanced and uh i know you all know that i wish the heck some of our elected officials knew it. so thank you very much hey,
0: and we're not going to talk about the fact that he went up and played with his fucking mask four times while he was giving that speech which is supposed yeah. to render it ineffective
1: well no not, not Biden does it i don't know fine especially if you i don't know he might have been wearing a mask who knows you might have them, uh, triple mast Uh Neanderthal thinking though. Yeah. Neanderthal thinking. That's what uh, uh freedom is, I suppose. Or freedom to choose, perhaps. Is Neanderthal thinking I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> again, work- like they're not like saying you can't wear a mask. Like that is not the case. Yeah. So, what? Where's the? Where's the obviously, by Neanderthal thinking, you're saying it's like bad thinking or primitive thinking. Okay, what part? <laughs> like, the freedom part.
0: Like, yes. What, what
5: is
1: it? I guess so. Yeah. I guess we're stupid for not wanting to be completely dominated
0: and controlled. Well, I like being dominated and controlled, but that's a different story that's for a different you. podcast. <laughs> However, <laughs> right. <laughs> However, one of the best parts about this comment, not the fact that he went and insulted half of the country, but this gave ammunition to the meme smiths, including this little video that popped up this week that I was quite entertained by. Let's have a look at what that looked like. (laughs) the return of the geico caveman
1: yeah yeah that was that was a really good one (laughs) yeah
0: i enjoyed it
1: (laughs) it's perfect it's really well done it must have been fairly easy to do like it's oh man it's a good solid meme solid meme
0: the, uh, the other one that popped up on the other side of this, though, was that uh, Keith Olbermann decided that he needed to weigh in on the mask uh, aspect of this. With this tweet, which was thankfully screen because it is since deleted, uh, Keith Olbermann tweets out, why are we wasting vaccinations on <laughs> Texas if Texas has decided to join the side of the virus? Oh, <laughs> it's a
1: bit of a hot take right there.
0: Yeah? What do you think about his hot take?
1: Um, I think it's funny that he deleted it. Like he can't, you know, stand by it, dude. You said it, stand by it, man. Stand by it. Fuck it. The Only time I've ever deleted a tweet was, uh, if I spelled something wrong. And then Yeah, it's the same with it. me. Yeah. I'm not deleting my tweet because I said something shitty. <laughs> like, I'll be like, oh, well, it sucks. <laughs> and then <laughs> i move on. Like, what? Like, it's like someone's not going to archive it. Right, It's going to be there, even if you lose it. It's still there.
0: The internet is forever. And ever and ever and ever. That's right. (laughs) You just got to own it, man.
1: Be like, yeah. Sometimes, you know, your tweet misses. Who knows.
0: (laughs) All right. I got uh, one more story for you here, and then we'll do surprise stupidity and head on out of here for the day. And this is one that I actually avoided talking about on Contemporary because... I'm very, very pro-private company, and I didn't think it really mattered all that much. I thought it was legitimately pretty fucking stupid, and we didn't have to go talk about it. But then they made it a big thing, and now we do have to talk about it. So this week, the Seuss Foundation, which they were already planning on doing this, decided that they needed to stop Mm -hmm. publishing these six books. Uh, These books are the Cat's Quizzer... uh, cat's quizzer I'm sorry scrambled egg supers if I ran the zoo on beyond zebra McElligot's pool and and I think I saw it on mulberry Street mm. are no longer going to be published by the Seuss Foundation because the images within supposedly had racial undertones Oh no which I don't understand. So some of the problems that they were having with this, and <clears throat> it looks like some of them were older Sorry. books as well. So some of them were coming back from, you know, at the beginning of this when you know, some of this was not right, but possibly a little bit more acceptable societally at this point, sure. were gross caricatures of black skin characters who looked uh, very ape-like. And most notably a picture in Mulberry street, which I remember, of a Chinese man who eats with sticks. Yeah, that never happens, huh? Yeah, <laughs> they never do that. So these are all being taken away now from a <laughs> uh, uh, from publication, which was all that's well like, and good. That's like getting a... Yeah, I was gonna say that's like getting
1: angry uh, when someone depicts a Sikh with a turban on his head. <laughs>
0: <It's>
1: like, what? <laughs> like what? Like what? What do you mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, anyway.
0: I'll actually be completely honest with you. I only know what, or at the beginning of this, when all this happened, I only knew what two of these books were.
5: Yeah.
1: I hadn't uh, heard
0: of the other four. Right. I've only ever
1: seen, uh, so I saw this on Mulberry Street, or I saw that on Mulberry Street, whatever it is, and uh, If I Ran the Zoo. Those are the only two I knew of.
0: I owned Mulberry Street when I was a kid. We did not own If I Ran the Zoo, but I do remember seeing it in the library.
5: Hmm.
1: Um, but the point about this that I made on our sh- on our show on Friday uh, is that one: these six books are not their like big earners; these are not big money making books for them. So, them cutting it means that they don't have to produce it anymore. It means that they don't have to, you know, they're not wasting money producing these books anymore. And they get the virtue signal at the same time, so it's a win win for them. You know, they're going to sell those other books, and uh, you know, they get to cut costs. Mm -hmm. and look good uh yeah that's about it uh that and like they were cutting them anyway there wasn't any kind of outrage as far as i know like they were just cutting them and then came out with like hey look these are these books that we've been selling for decades you know (laughs) i have some racist stuff in them so now we're getting rid of them we're gonna do better like no one was like okay yeah
5: uh
1: sure like that was it. No one was complaining. It no was outraged. It was just stupid market employee.
0: <laughs> well, that was all well and good, and that was fine, and we didn't have to think a lot about what was going on there. Except for over the weekend, eBay decided that they were going to weigh in on this. So there were people out there that, yeah. you know, once you start banning something, it's a Streisand effect, and everybody wants to go out and buy it. I think yep. we all understand what the Streisand effect is at this point. And then eBay stepped in and said, well, these aren't being published by Dr. Seuss Foundation anymore, and you are no longer allowed to sell them on our site. And some of these books were going for like tens of thousands of dollars when this happened here, just to read from Fortune here. It's about to get even harder to find one of the six Dr. Seuss books that the writer's estate has pulled from the publication. eBay says it will not allow the resale of the books on its marketplace. The online auction site is delisting attempts to sell the books, according to the Wall Street Journal. As of Friday morning, it had not come close to expunging them, however. The books, which were, uh, contain racist imagery, now fall under eBay's offensive material policy, a move that is bound to increase concerns among some conservatives who have decried the state uh, state's decision. Some have floated a narrative that the books were banned. Well, if eBay can't sell them anymore, I, do, I don't know what else to call that, because it sure as hell sounds to me like they're banned.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean, th- this is why people on right will call it like a digital book burning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? I mean, yeah, obviously it's not, you're not physically burning books, but they're not available to people. You might as well be.
0: Yeah. I mean, you might as well be burning them. Same effect. And I mean, to my life, <clears> I always <throat> thought that if I wanted something off the black market, it was either going to be a gun or something illicit that I was going to put in my body. I never thought for a second <laughs> that I was going to be going to the black market to get a fucking Dr. Seuss book. Right. But here we
1: are. <laughs> what you, Cloud we... Such an apt description. <laughs> here we are. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Why? Why do we live in this world, Ed?
0: Well, and that's, that's just what people have been bringing up, too, because, I mean, you scroll down further in the article and they talk about the fact that eBay, you can still go out and buy Mein Kampf.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I... You, you, know, you can buy a first edition from 1941, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you buy the first edition, Mein Kampf. Uh,
0: Fortune goes on to say also... Uh, which, by the way, I don't know if you know,
1: it's a bit antisemitic. Oh, sorry. I, I lagged. So.
0: Um, I no, that. I don't know that, because yeah. I've actually not read it.
1: Yeah, it is teensy, teensy, itsy bit. it's a bit anti-Semitic. Just, yeah. just a little
0: bit. <laughs> um, the article goes on to point out the fact that there were also several listings for VHS and Laserdisc copies of Disney's Song of the South, which even then CEO hmm. Bob Iger called antiquated and fairly offensive in 2010. To be fair. It is kind of offensive.
1: <laughs> but well, like In that kind of funny way, you know, you just feel like, oh, my God.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, it's, that's is rather offensive. That's probably true, but keep in mind, that's a movie, so I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. True, yeah. It's, uh,
1: okay, well, think about, like, stereotypical, like, Southern black person from, like, the early 1900s, like, 1800s, and uh, you can read
0: yeah, that's that's what I hear for this, and I know that's... Didn't they have to change, what was it, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride because of it?
1: Uh, I believe it was um, Splash Mountain. Oh, Splash... I believe it was Splash
0: Mountain. Oh. Actually, no, I think I'm you're about, right.
1: Yeah, because that was the one that...
0: Yeah, 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 it was. I've never been to Disney World, so... Oh, it's fantastic. Well, I was within range of it, and the locals never brought me there. Yeah, well, the locals, you know, (laughs) locals were a little
1: hungover most of the time before you were there.
0: (laughs) Not only that, I could have ridden in the back of a, or on the passenger seat of a Mack truck and got to see the back end of it. Because I believe one of the locals had access to that at the time. I don't know if he still does, but I believe one of the locals had access to that at the time.
1: To a Mack truck?
0: Yeah. Not me. I know.
1: Okay. (laughs) I'll tell you off
0: mic. Okay, cool. That would but be cool. Yeah, that's uh that's what we're seeing from this here. And it's what do they come for next?
1: Well see that's the thing is no one came for that. They did that on their own. Yeah. And then everyone else followed suit. They were like, oh yeah, we're supposed to get rid of this now. But it's like there was no outrage. So now you don't like even need an outrage
0: to get rid of something. It's insane. Alright. Um are you, you're not in the document either. I was going to say, if you scroll in the uh, document, uh, we've got surprise stupidity. Well, you actually watch the stream along with this, so I don't have to do it with the document anymore. So I've got a little bit is. of surprise stupidity for you for the end of this. Okay. So this uh, popped up this week. Something to look at. And uh, let me get the image up off of you. But uh, just to read from this, to read from the New York Post, of all places. Amazon tweaks app icon after comparisons made <laughs> to Hitler.
1: I've seen this, yeah. I saw that. It's so silly.
0: So, this week, Amazon put out, uh, it wasn't this week, it uh, happened a couple weeks ago. Amazon updated the logo for their mobile app, which used to feature a cart. And actually, mine featured the cart up until like two days ago when I finally did app updates. Because yeah. I don't have automatic up, app updates, I fucking hate them. <laughs> so, I never got to see the other one, but. Uh, they updated it to what looked like a box with a smiley face and a little blue tape over the top,
1: it's with so a little ripped
0: stupid. edge on it. <laughs> and somebody stupid. pointed out it looked like a fucking Hitler stash.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't, though.
0: Apparently, to <laughs> like, somebody, it did.
1: Well, like, I guess that's what happens. Yeah, when you're looking for imagery everywhere, you're gonna find it wherever you want. I mean, it's the same people who find uh, you know uh, Illuminati symbols everywhere. Or Freemason symbols everywhere. You know what I mean? It's like if you're gonna if you're looking for it, you're gonna find it.
0: Yeah, I don't do much without Freemasons. I all my Masons are expensive. Yeah.
1: Never met a Freemason. Any kind of one wanted to build? It's yeah. Expensive as well.
0: Yeah, they yeah, all stonework. Stonework big money. Plus, you know oh, yeah. you gotta spend at least a dollar on a Mason. <laughs> that's right, yeah. they're not free otherwise they're not quality that's true i don't know how long that's been sitting on my desk just to make that joke i've just been waiting to make that joke. <laughs> um but yeah that's uh that's what they did here so just a little brief one from the new york post amazon has changed its new smartphone app logo after critics said the earlier incarnation was a dead ringer for adolf hitler the <laughs> e-commerce giant introduced the new icon in January to replace the symbol of a shopping cart with one that featured a brown box with a jagged piece of blue tape above the company's iconic smile-shaped arrow. But sharp-eyed users noticed the tape disturbingly recalled the Fuhrer's toothbrush mustache. It's not just Scotch tape, oh, it's Scotch tape that has a similar shape right on top of a smiling mouth. It looks like one happy little cardboard ate off to me, one person said on Twitter.
1: So hang on, because if we're going to do it that way, the... The difference between the mustache the blue tape part and the mouth is huge like the proportions are way different than it would be on your actual lip right here yeah so no you're wrong no sorry not that you're just reading into it
5: stop
0: stop (laughs) that's what they do Um. (laughs) Oh. all right john that's what i have for a show here let's see what (laughs) these guys have to say and then uh We'll head on out of here for the night, and we'll get you out and prep for uh, your other show coming up here. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. It's like it's a little bit quieter tonight than it usually is because we don't have Elaine's audience in with us, but we'll see what we have here. Um, Chilaga says, at least Quest is honest. I'm not sure what he's talking about on that, but uh, yeah, he's on out of here. Um, Ron Helton says, bang, bang with fang, bang. That Al Green is a clown. <laughs> yeah. I think Ron Helton's the only one that's still hanging out here. Looks like he <laughs> also it looks like we might have lost one of our platforms here. I just want to do a quick troubleshoot here. Ooh. No, they're all up showing is running, so maybe we just lost Those the chat platforms. from one of them. <laughs> Alright, anyway, we gotta finish up here. Um 70s, 80s were a blast. Olbermann is a loon. I never met a Sikh in the military without a turban. They trained with them on. That's racist, Ron. To even
1: suggest that a Sikh might wear a turban is racist. <laughs>
0: uh, Ron says, "Evil Bay." Evil Bay is what Derek from Vice Grip Garage calls them. Now I know why. <laughs> um, the board that claims to be protecting the works of Dr. Seuss should be fired. And then he points mm-hmm. out something very, very interesting towards the end of this. He says, "A brown mm-hmm. Adolf Hitler, fecking idiots." Because yeah. Brown didn't really fly in Germany at the time. I uh, wasn't a fan.
3: I don't know
1: if you guys knew. He was not a fan. Real knucklehead, that yeah. guy.
0: Uh, Spartan says Hitler Prime and Ron Helton will finish <laughs> off the show. Says, "I wanted to be a part of the chat, so I did not log into trouble tonight. Running late." and that is going to be it for the night all right let's uh play some music and head on out of here i think i got something we can play at the end of this what do you think let's listen to this all right so we are going to head on out of here for the night thanks everybody who came and hung out with us and kept us up with the news and kept us up in the chat as well i was joined tonight by john from the generational gap make sure you go out and check out his channel afterwards we'll be heading over there to watch uh filling the gap, and see some funny videos to come and pull uh, things out. And why don't you tell us where else they can find you?
1: Yes, you can find us on Twitter at the TheGenGapP. Uh, you can find out uh, we have a Discord server. Um, the link will be in any of our, like, videos from the past two years or so. Year <laughs> or so, and a half. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much all the places you can find us. We're on Gilded as well. Uh, the Freedom Scoop server over on Gilded. So if you prefer that with Discord or if you like both of them, uh, head over there as well. I'm sure Ed has a that in his description.
0: It is in the description, yep.
1: Yep, there you go. So you can find us over there as well. And uh, I think that's it.
0: it. Is Freedom Scoop website up here? Not yet. That's still going. But uh, we'll cover that in just a second. Okay. So... Thank you, everybody, who came and hung out with us. We stream live to DLive, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, and Facebook. And also, if you're just catching up now or you want to catch up with the entire show, you can find us on demand over on YouTube and over on Bitchute.com. Links are in the description. You can go and hang out over there. Leave a comment. Leave a like if you see them over there. Or if you want to take us on the go, once again, you can take us on the go with the audio platforms. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. If you're over on iTunes, leave us that five-star rating and a good review that helps us move up the charts. It helps us overcome Apple's algorithms. And hey, just as mentioned before, head on over and bookmark the Freedom Scoop Media Group, and while you're there, go check out my friends, The Generational Gap, The Daily Ignoramus, The Breakdown with Burke and Hoff, The R-Rated Conservative, and The Freckles and Brit Show. Go check them out, and once we get back up and running, you can pick up some of our swag and help us support great creators. And... I will be back here tomorrow morning for more contemporary 745 a.m. Central Time. John will be over on Filling the Gap at 8 30 p.m. Central Time, so you can go check them out as well. And lastly, never take the words of bloggers, podcasters, or journalists as gospel. Find all the facts and draw your own conclusions. John, lead them out. Uh yeah, we'll see you guys
1: uh over on the generational gap, I guess. <laughs> in about an hour. Take care. Yep, yeah, we'll see you guys.